It's an honor to have Tor Glidja of Mantric on The Antidote for a talk. Thanks for coming, Tor. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Mantric has significant music roots. I mean, it evolved out of Extol, and that was a hugely influential band. Was it a difficult decision to say goodbye to Extol and to move on? It was kind of difficult the way it ended, I would say. Um, It it was a mutual agreement that we should end the band, but uh, some of us would uh, like to continue the band. So um, a lot of the material for the first Mantric album was uh, originally written for what might be the the next Extol album. So so when Extol uh, kind of went on a hiatus, we we just continued to write music. And and uh, me and John and Ole and David in the beginning, we just continued to play together. And uh, David later on dropped out and we continued us three. Well, what about telling us about the other band members of Mantric? Yeah, we have... Uh, John, who plays the bass, I think he, he has been playing bass in all the bands almost I've been playing in since mid-90s, So, and I've known him for more than 30 years, so he's one of my best friends, and he's always there playing the bass. <laughs> you realize that you're dating yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I know, I know, yeah. We started to play together really early on, uh, before we could play any instruments. We just started to play together. We just decided to start a band. And um, it's the same with uh, Ole, our drummer and guitar player and vocalist. Uh, I played with him as well, all the time, almost. And uh, the three of us, we have just kept together. Uh, Many years ago, before we joined Extol, we had a band called Lengsel that played uh, more black metal-ish music, and uh, I first joined Extol, and then John joined Extol, and then Ole joined Extol, and yeah, so we just went over to Extol in a way. When the band formed in 2007, did you really have a clear idea of how you wanted Mantric to sound? Um, I mean, we we really liked the Blueprint Dives album from Extol, uh, that style, but we wanted to make it even more intense uh, without being more metal, uh, in a way. Because we've played metal for many years, and uh, we kind of grew tired of it. So we, we wanted to bring in those uh, intense elements without being uh, like true metal. Well, as you said, you were getting too old to play metal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Uh, metal to me is it's still uh, it's still interesting, but um, I think uh, metal uh, end of nineties and beginning of two thousand it kind of lost its uh, identity a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have all those uh, old uh, like death metal bands and uh, like death and uh, morbid angel and tombed, all those bands that started the genre and uh, when Extol put out Undeceived, uh, we had already been listening to metal for many years. And I don't know, we just kind of grew tired of it. Uh, everybody was playing it and it was starting to sound uh, generic uh, in a way. I mean, back in the days, to me, 
most of the metal bands had their own identity. But that kind of changed in a way. I mean, every band tried to sound like uh, they were from Gothenburg, sounding like in flames or, yeah. So it just felt natural for us to try to do something else. You mentioned that the Extol sound came out on the first Mantric release, The Descent. Yeah. I'm sure Mantric was wanting to make its own mark, but it could have been just a simple thing to make your band into an Extol clone. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to the last Extol album that we were involved with, uh, The Blueprint Dives, and then you listen to The Descent by Mantric, I think you can hear some uh, similarities because... Me and Ole, we wrote most parts of the Extol album. And then, uh, of course, we wrote most parts of the Mantric album as well. So uh, I don't think uh, an Extol album would have sounded that much different if uh, Extol continued. That's my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Then how does the songwriting process work for Mantric? It has changed uh, during uh, the years um when we formed Mantric, we were still without kids, <laughs> still <laughs> without families, and that has changed uh, during the years. Um, in the beginning, we had a rehearsal place where, where we, we used to just hang and uh, write music. Now it's more, more like I write some parts, I come up with ideas, and I email them to the other guys and they do this uh, vice versa and we kind of uh, make the songs almost as we want them now uh, by sending files back and forth and then we come together and we uh, kind of mash it up that's how the music world works yeah, yeah, nowadays yeah and the funny thing is that uh, before and after this corona thing uh, it hasn't changed the way we write music so so that's that's a good thing sure yeah. You know, some artists are prolific. They're always churning out new releases. That yeah. doesn't seem to be the case with Mantric. I mean, here you go, you've got three albums each five years apart. Is it the songwriting that takes the time, or is it just life that's getting in the way? Yeah, that's, it's life getting in the way. Uh, of course, we could be uh, quicker in how we write music, but... Uh, if we really only had uh, to prioritize music, it would be done in a lot shorter time, for sure. The joy of having kids is that as they become teenagers, you can make them your roadies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. You know, I don't think it's negative to have those gaps, but it does make me wonder how you keep your fan base intact. Yeah, that's the hard thing, because... On each album, we kind of have to start all over again, which is a drag. It takes a lot of time. And uh, I mean, in my head, we're still at the same level as we used to be. But uh, when I get online and check, we, I see that we have to start all over again and, and build up kind of the, the fan base. So business-wise, it's not a good thing, <laughs> I would say. And, and it's uh, uh, the work we have to do with the like promotion stuff it's uh, i think it could have been easier if it only took like uh, two or three years so that's our plan now to be quicker to release new music yeah well for you as an artist is that discouraging 
to to start all over again. I mean, some some of it is still kind of entertaining and fun to see it, something grow. But uh, I mean, we have never been a like famous artists, so uh, we still almost all the time uh, have had the day jobs and have the regular life besides of playing music. So it's not discouraging. I wouldn't say that, but uh, sometimes I feel like, uh, I mean, even though it took us five years to release this album, um, in the mean, uh, meantime, between uh, the last album and this album, we still work hard with the music. So sometimes I would wish that we could achieve more, but uh, that's just the game. Well, in 2015, you sort of made up for that gap because you brought out both a full length and an EP. Yeah. I want to stretch your memory a little bit about a song from the Sin album. Yeah. Faith Faker speaks about going through a cycle of being close to God, then falling away. What was it that brought that song around? Uh... I am stretching your memory. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Yeah, it's five years. <laughs> That's the bad thing about uh, releasing <laughs> five years. I, I think uh, they're like uh, kind of the theme. At the time, I was working with drug addicts. And um, there's a saying with drug addicts that uh, uh, fake it till you make it by staying sober. And uh, by faith faker, it meant something like, um, even though my faith wasn't that strong, I had to like uh, fake it to kind of get up to the next level. I don't know how to explain it better than that. I think I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. The Christian faith of the band members does come out in your music. Would you say that's a key part of Mantric? No, no not, not that much, I would say. Uh, of course, the members have uh, their beliefs, but uh, that's not the reason why we play music. Like, Back in the days, uh, I mean, when we joined Extol, for example, we, we knew that we would have this Christian tag that would say that we represented the Christian faith and uh, that made us like Christian artists. Right. Uh, but Mantric, uh, we kept some of that, but we are more nuanced now than we, we was back when we were like 20 years old, when, when the world is like black and white and uh, everything is easy to, you know, even it's good or it's bad. But now, uh, because we've grown as people and uh, seen a lot of things, and um, I think we have a different approach to, to faith and uh, beliefs and, and Christianity and religion, yeah, nowadays. And that does happen as you mature in your faith. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's something I've been wondering about. With Mantric being based in Oslo, are your mm -hmm. fans primarily Norwegian or is it more worldwide? I, th I think it's both. It's both in Oslo um, or, or it's more cities in, in Norway in general, but uh, Oslo and uh uh, the U.S., I would say, and uh, some in South America, and and in Europe, of course. So it's kind of all over. One reason I asked that was that your new album, False Negative, came mm. out through the American label Tooth and Nail. Will that broaden the reach of Mantric? Hopefully. 
that was our intention to have like a record label that uh, has a lot of uh, could reach more people than we could by ourselves like the last album we released on a small Norwegian label and that has its uh, limits for sure when it comes to countries outside of Europe or Norway even so Tooth and Nail and Solid State at least in the US they reach a bigger market than we could by ourselves for sure I found False Negative to be a big surprise because mm-hmm. the album covers so much ground you know it's rock it's metal it's prog and when I heard the horns come in on Blame the Beggar I really thought you guys had turned <laughs> into a ska band <laughs> So what was it? You wanted that kind of diversity on False Negative? We're really for for diversity uh, in general. But uh, the song you mentioned, uh, Blame the Beggar, the song wasn't written that way originally. Uh, it was just me before we, we sent it to the mix. Uh, I was just fooling around. And uh, I thought it would sound cool to have some melodies on top of the guitar. <laughs> 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 and, and, it, and it turned out, uh, yeah, kind of, to me, I mean, I listen to all kinds of music. So to limit it to just metal or hard music would not feel uh, right. So uh, it has more like a pop edge to it. And uh, me and John th- thought it sounded cool. So uh, we just convinced Ole, who had uh, written the song, that uh, this is how it should be. <laughs> and he agreed. And it turned out that way. So, yeah. And it's a fun song, even though it covers a, a tough topic. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, here's another one, Tor. You wrote Pollyanna, one of the yeah. singles from False Negative. Mm-hmm. The closing line of the lyrics says, Could have said that I lost someone, but I told them goodbye. Could have said that I just lost sight. Here's something. Is it easy to lose focus? Yeah, sure. It's very easy to lose focus. The lyrics on that song has to do with uh, trying to change people that doesn't want to change. And uh, sometimes you just have to give up. And and I've been working with people for many years as a nurse, and I've seen that uh, you just get burned out if you don't uh, realize that uh, you really can't change anybody else but yourself. Okay, so that's the focus of the song. Now yeah. I understand it. Yeah, that's the focus. That must be a difficult job for you, dealing with drug addicts. Uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. Still, it's uh, it gives a lot to me as well. Uh, nowadays, I don't work uh, with the drug addicts. Now now I work in a high-security prison. But uh, still, there are drug addicts there as well. Yeah, they have some of the same problems. I don't know. I just get attracted to working with people that are hopeless. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it makes me feel good. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, drug traffics uh, from maybe like let's say Poland to Norway. So if you drive a car from Poland to Norway and you get uh, caught in the customs with drugs, let's say, you'll be put in custody in Norway and maybe you get sentenced. Talking about crossing borders, tell me about Mantric. Do you do extensive touring? We've been staying more at home uh, the last years, but uh, 
hopefully now after this uh, corona thing and uh, things have uh, settled down we'll start i mean it's not going to be touring like uh, two months in a row but uh, hopefully we'll be able to do some uh, some shows like uh, two or three weeks at a time for sure and what do you think the odds are of you guys coming to north america to play shows we would love that absolutely but again, it's it's the money aspect. We can't afford to get over to the US or Canada, play shows and, and lose money. So it has to be a good plan. There's so much happening on False Negative. But the song Dawn is the one that really stands out for me. I don't know why. It's kind of moody, but it's also positive when it says, feel the warming sun, hear the wind, see the beauty that has always been. Mm. So maybe it speaks to me since I guess I'm tired of being cooped up in the house because of COVID. <laughs> I guess that's more of a statement than a question, but here's something I do want to ask. What mm. kind of an impression does Mantric want to give with False Negative? I think you can uh, listen to, to False Negative in two ways. There are a lot of melodies on False Negative, and uh, you don't have to be a prog head or a metal head or into metal uh, you can just listen to the the melodies because i think all the melodies are on all songs and it's uh, it's really accessible i would say uh, but still if you're if you want to go deep there's a lot of layers and uh, you can get lost in all the different things we do beneath the vocals and harmonies as well false negative it's a delight i love what you've done with that thank you so much Thank you. It means a lot to hear that. Tor, thanks for coming for this talk about Mantric. I really appreciate you taking the time for us. Thank you, Dave. It's been a pleasure.